Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half-Ashed. My name is Craig Schneider, and that fantastically gifted co-host of mine, 1,100 miles <laughs> south-southeast of me, is Kip Fisher. And tonight we bring you episode number 72. Yeah, an, an abbreviated episode. That is correct. I uh, Well, I probably shouldn't repeat... <laughs> the crude humor I used just before showtime. But, uh, yeah, we're on a little bit of a deadline tonight. We don't want to push any of our uh, of our time limits. So we'll probably have half hour, 45-minute show, something that uh, will allow everybody to get in, get out, maybe on a car ride or two or uh, for uh, a Panatella or a Rothschild. But you're not going to get much more enjoyment out of us than that this evening, folks. That's okay. Most people don't enjoy more than a half hour of our two-hour shows either. Well, really, we're just cutting out the fat. Yeah. All meat. (laughs) All meat tonight. Mm. Uh, How you been this week? Well, I have been pretty good. A little snafu here and there, but, uh, well, (laughs) I'm sitting here, like, trying really hard to plug up my phone into this charger and just realize this charger is not for my phone. <laughs> I was about to get angry and say, like, "What the heck is wrong with this thing?" Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got a guy at work who—he's uh, an older gentleman. He's in his sixties. You know, he's an Irish immigrant, and he—he uh, <clears throat> he completely soaked his phone last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he fell into a puddle. I think that—that that sounds a little uh, like he <laughs> jumped into a swimming pool. But how short is he? <laughs> It's not that short. Uh, and uh, so his swimming pool just looked like it was at the bottom. Or his swimming pool. His phone just looked like it was at the bottom of the ocean. So he got a new swimming pool. <laughs> he got a new <laughs> cell phone. Excuse me. And uh, uh, he just comes into work all pissed off the next morning. His phone won't charge. What are you talking about, Jimmy? Yeah, the phone won't charge. And, you know, imagine this in like a... Uh, an older Irishman's accent. And eh, the phone won't charge. It's so funny. I'm like, it won't charge. What do you mean? He's like, yeah, they put the wrong plug in this phone. It doesn't fit. I'm like, Jimmy, you can't use your old charger, buddy. You got to use the new charger. I? Like, <laughs> yeah, you got to use a different charger, pal. Oh, man. Motorola i60 charger doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Yeah, his old StarTech phone. <laughs> you know, uh, I, uh, I have a history of falling out of boats. One of those episodes. <laughs> I uh, fell out of a canoe into a lake, and actually, Zacanudo's in the chat room right now. He he was on that trip, fell just right out in the middle of the lake, and had to, you know, I couldn't get back into a canoe that was half swamped out in the middle of the lake. So I'm <laughs> in Florida in a gator-infested lake, I'm sure. Had to swim that thing back to the shore, and my phone was in my pocket. So it was in the water a good 20 minutes, completely submerged. Oh, man. And this was years ago, and it was the old, you know, ye old LG flip phone. Yeah, I took it yeah. apart, laid it on the dashboard of my Jeep for a couple of days to dry out, and it was just fine. I used it for another year or so after that. Uh, oh, my gosh. Wow. That's uh, that's crazy. I. I save anytime I get anything at the office. I save the little silica packets to dry something out if I inevitably uh, get it wet. But I guess you just take it apart. Might as well do that too. 
Yeah. Let's pull the battery out. Uh-huh. Now, if you uh, take a tumble into salt water, you're probably done. Well, I'd imagine that uh, that ain't going to do much good for it, if for anything. Nah. Uh, well, well, yeah, we've got a... How was your week in things you may want to talk about? I was just going to say, we've got uh, a reason for being slightly delayed here, that, or slightly uh, truncated here this evening, and it's mostly related to me. I have been uh, uh, just slightly under the weather for the majority of the week, and my wife and I had a pre-planned date night yesterday. We went downtown Chicago uh, to check out a concert for couple old bands that we uh, liked when we were younger and still like. And Man, I uh, I don't know what it was. I had one beer. It was a dry hopped beer. And I think that just pushed me over the edge. I had had some stomach issues and uh, or whatever issues. And that one dry hopped beer did not agree with me. And it has forced me into full-fledged sickness today. So mm. I'm going to just blame it on that. That just sucks. Yeah, it does. You know, one, I'm like two weeks from the end of a project I've been working on for a year. So uh, yesterday was just a uh, a cruddy day. I didn't feel perfect, but I still felt well enough to where I could go to work. And, you know, it's been stressful and a lot going on. And then my weekend comes and I spend half today in bed. You know, like, that's not what anybody wants to do. You want to be able to relax and have some fun and recharge your batteries. Blech. I hate being sick. <laughs> Sacanudo asked if you went to see New Kids on the Block or Menudo. <laughs> no, it's Backstreet Boys. Why would you make a joke about that? <laughs> uh, no, you're, it, uh, you're not that old. You were like three when the Backstreet Boys were in. Oh, well, gosh, I think they're my age. I don't uh-huh. think I... Oh, yeah, I think they're mid-30s. Are they older than that? I don't know. I didn't listen to their music. Oh. Well, you know an awful lot about when they were around, if you could say I was three when they came out. Well, I didn't know you then either. I just know you're well, still wet behind the ears. <laughs> no, I think I can get you in trouble for this one if I push harder. But I don't know if we can do that. If we got a shortened show, I probably just need to, to get right to the bones here. I mean, Yeah, I think uh, we uh, kind of decided maybe we would actually skip uh, the typical show format and go right into some emails because we had a few of them to talk about this week. Yeah, alas, the mighty sickness has finally struck our show. We're, uh, we're forced to short shift tonight, tighten it up a little bit, but we do have a plethora of emails uh, that uh, should provide quite an entertaining mini-show at least. We've got uh, three or four that should make for some good conversation. You want to uh, hop on in? I know I've done some homework today. Yeah, we can. I have not done so much homework, but I'll uh, throw in there just a little snippet. I know you're not smoking a cigar tonight, but I am. And I happen to be smoking the Villiger Cabarete, uh, which I know very little about. It's Maduro, guessing by the appearance of the ash and all the little nodules on it earlier, and its hardiness. It looks very much like some kind of broadleaf, but I, like I said, I don't know anything about it. Um Walked into a shop yesterday with a friend, and young lady there said, you want to buy some cigars? And we said, okey-doke. And so I bought two cigars, and she gave me another one free, and I'm smoking them. 
That was an entirely less entertaining story than what you shared with me before <laughs> showtime, by the way. It was exactly the same information. Just <laughs> less focus on the fact that we got suckered by a pretty young lady. <laughs> but, you know, the cigar is pretty decent, so I won't even say suckered anymore. Good, good. You got lucky then. I got to say the first one, though, was, was not the best. Um, it tasted really young, kind mm. of you know, vegetal tasting, like, a, you know, maybe wasn't quite ready for prime time. Um, but it followed, it, it was following a, a uh, my father, or Jaime Garcia, Jaime Reserve, whatever the one with the orange footband on it is. Um, so it was following a, a you know potent-ish kind of cigar. It wasn't a killer, but something that uh, definitely could influence how you perceive the next one. Oh, absolutely. Um, I uh, I <clears throat> commented yesterday when we were saying, or when I was <clears throat> saying to you that it was a good thing we weren't really recording last night. That uh, cigars just have kind of been off for me with this little virus. It just has felt not at all close to being a desire that I would enjoy. Uh, but you talking about that, that Jaime Garcia, it just sparked me to think of exactly what those cigars taste like. And that's the first positive, uh, boy, taste or flavor uh, thought I've had in three or four days. That's amazing. I might need to, you to keep talking about that. I'm a healer. <laughs> Uh, it's like uh, uh, it's like talk dirty to me about cigars. Yes, describe it, Kim. <laughs> How was the bird? Uh, man, we are so lucky. I am so lucky we don't have our normal full chat room because we're recording off night. Otherwise, I'd have been torched for that. <laughs> I'm sure it's not over yet. Eh, but you got, what, another 20 minutes to endure. On a short night, you can say whatever you like. Without I can't. Fear, without fear, too much ridicule. Eh, that's not true. Because <laughs> it all carries over. Yeah, they'll just remember it for next week. That's what's going to happen. <clears throat> all right. Well, considering we have an extremely short show tonight, and let's how many emails we got? One, two, three, four emails to talk about. Yeah, well, four good ones. If we got four, and we only got 20 minutes left. We better get on it. Let's do it. Why don't you uh, talk a little bit about as much as you want to say with the first one? Okay. Well, we got a uh, an email from someone this week, a regular listener who is not in the chat room tonight but normally is. Um, he says he received an email from a very reliable source that Taranio no longer distributes Essencia and Palio, but he didn't ask, so he didn't know if he should disclose the source. Uh, and I'm kind of reading right out of his email here. And this is him. I'm quoting now. For all I know, it might be public knowledge anyway, but I'll let you find that out. This opens a whole new set of Essentia questions for me to send in because you're very good at those. <laughs> but I can tell you that the BOTL, LLC, Essentia, and Palio websites are all back up, running, and functioning. So that was news to me. I I, uh, I had not even checked the website since a couple weeks ago when we went through and noticed that they were all down. Uh, so I don't have the scoop yet. I don't have any more information than that, but i got to say I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, I am too. It uh, essentially isn't even a year unless it was <clears throat> unless it was literally a one-year contract from 
you know, the time they signed the paperwork. But this essentially, if I recall, was announced just uh, prior to IPCPR last year. Um, so, you know, maybe they gave it, uh, maybe they gave it a little bit of time, decided it wasn't beneficial to everyone, and uh, jumped ship and went their separate ways. But what I do know is that when we first got uh, an email about this, uh, checked the websites, a number of them, both uh, Paleos as well as uh, um, Essentias, and noticed that they were not functioning. I proceeded to check up every um, every show after that for probably four weeks, and they were down for a considerable period of time. I I would I would definitely say more than three weeks worth. So <clears throat> for them to uh oh what uh nothing oh, fireworks. Okay. Oh, I heard something in the background. It sounded like it was a ways away, though. It, the, well, that was a siren. So I don't know if somebody set something on fire or shot somebody with a firework. I don't know. There are fireworks going off, sirens blaring, dogs going nuts, all kinds of craziness. What is it, the apocalypse by you? <laughs> Every week, man. There's something. This is a quiet place except Friday nights and all the breaks. Uh well, either way, it, uh, it's our public service announcement to let everybody know that uh, it does seem as if things are changing on the Essentia and uh, Palio front, as well as their relationship with Taranio. So hopefully that means we can still find them in some of the stores if uh, you knew of one with a relationship with these folks before, and you'll still be able to pick up what I think is probably the best cutter on the market. Mm, I agree, except mine broke. <laughs> I never did send that back in. Get around to it one of these days. Well, this next question here is kind of a fun one, a little bit of a challenge from longtime listener Dan Crouch. It is. And our <coughs> show, the show cigar we were scheduled to smoke tonight will be a part of this challenge for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good for you. I, uh, uh, I, not to make this sound condescending, but I didn't want to take the easy way out. I thought that you'd uh, thought for sure that you'd have four or five others that we can get into. Um, no, uh, not yet. I got actually. Well, let's just talk about the email first. Yeah, um, well, because we have. I don't know if you monitored your email this afternoon, but we've set a deadline for this of next Friday night. I am done. Wow! Holy crap! I'm not. I'm even started. Well, do I uh, do we introduce the topic or do we share yeah. my results at all? What do you think? How much do we let's, get into this? Let's do the topic and let everybody else participate too. Come up with their own lists. That's a great idea. So, so everybody knows who's listened to our show um, <clears throat> in detail or with a fine tooth comb, I guess I should say, uh, that Dan Crouch has a bit of a reputation for being uh, a thrifty cigar smoker. So even going back to the dog watch days, I mean, two, three years back, Dan Crouch was the guy who'd, you know, go and buy closeouts of such and such a cigar so he could pick them up for $1.50 each. Um, I uh, I respect what Dan, the gems that Dan has found, and so uh, he has sent in this little challenge to both Kip and I today along the lines of his mantra. And uh, his note, I'll just read it, it's not too long. It says, hey guys, I was thinking the other day as I smoked the Florida Oliva Corojo that, hey, for a cheapie, this is pretty good. In fact, while not great, it was better than good. It was downright enjoyable. 
now I smoke a lot of what would be construed as cheap cigars, almost to the point of having a reputation for it. <laughs> okay, I do have a reputation for it, he says. However, I thought I would give you a bit of a challenge, if I may. On a budget of $25 before taxes, to keep it fair, and footnote here, ladies and gentlemen, this was originally 20 but Dan... Uh, couple hours after he sent the challenge in said, no, let's change it to $25 before taxes. Um, on a budget of $25, put together a five-pack of cigars that you would not only smoke, but that you would be more than happy to hand to someone else. So his conditions, make these cigars that anybody can find legally in the United States. Online shopping will be allowed, um, and... Dan says here that I will count $5 of shipping. So $20 of cigars and $5 on shipping. So let's say $25 of cigars and $5 of shipping. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and imaginary bonus points for cigars under $3. And uh, more imaginary if you can get more than five cigars for your $25. Bucks. Um, I have a list of five cigars, <clears throat> but... My problem is, is I'm not sure that I can make the $5 shipping uh, uh, limit here because I cannot buy all five of these cigars from the same location. So that, that is a bit troublesome for me. So maybe in the next week I can massage and, you know, uh, look around and change some ideas to find one retailer that has everything I want and I could close out uh, and get this shipment to me for less than thirty bucks total. That uh, that might be the challenge that I make it. Hmm. I think I can come up with five in my local shop. Wow. Yeah, we got got a really good shop. And again, Tampa Humidor has no affiliation with us. No money's exchanged. I do know the owner, but I get no. Special discount that anybody else can't walk in and and, and get, um, and he's never given me a single cigar. That's not true. He gave me one single cigar. Um, anyway, uh, they have I'm gonna guess right around three thousand facings at any given time open on the shelf. That's uh, amazing. One of the biggest humidors in the southeast, so that there's there's a lot to pick from there, and. Um, why don't you throw one out that you have in mind? All right. I'm going to – I've got a little electronic list here on my phone. I will throw out the most random or abnormal one that I've got. Um, and this would be the Punch After Dinner English Market Selection Lonsdale. So how's that for Punch a cigar you probably never dinner. even heard of? Yeah, I don't know that I have. <clears throat> so this goes back again to Dog Watch days. This was an unbanded that was sent in. It might have been from Bruce. Um, it might have been from Bruce Stark, I think. Why do I want to say it was from him? Um, and he sent this in, and it was just about the quintessential new school Esteli Nicaraguan flavored cigar. Uh, it just had all those kind of uh, bright citrusy tobacco notes with a little bit of that that kind of uh, cocoa base and slightly um, 
uh, slightly sweet baking spice to it as well. Really, really a great cigar. Not a tiny thing either. Uh, six and a quarter inches by 42, so uh, just a, a quarter inch smaller than a traditional Lonsdale. A really, really darn good stick. Um, love them. And they're in the 350 range, 375 range. Mm-hmm. Darn tootin'. That's one of my faves for under five bucks, without question. Well, let's see. What have I got on here? <coughs> well, I already mentioned the cigar we were going to smoke tonight, and we will reschedule this. And, in fact, in fact, I already have. I can tell you when it's going to be. Uh, let me open that to schedule up. Takes a while. I may need to shovel some more coal into this computer. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Who says stuff like this? <laughs> uh, July the 11th, so it's just two weeks out. We will be smoking. The, uh, if you can still in the cellophane, but you can kind of see the Tatuaje Tattoo, which is a newish line from Pete Johnson, coming in right at the $5 mark for singles. If you're dedicated <laughs> and want to buy a whole box of them, and just so you know, that's kind of hefty because these come in boxes of 50 rather than 25. Um, they are more like four and a quarter, and I think for that price, they are fantastic smokes. And as a bonus for the Tatuahi line, if you want to get some, last year he put out those inexpensive, uh, he put out the uh, Trocadero and El Suelo. Uh, the El Suelo is my pick of those two. Both of those are less than four bucks a piece, and I, I think they're outstanding bargains. I uh, I purposely stayed away from some of the low-hanging fruit. I mean the the um, oh the Siri P Tatuaje, um, the um, Cuchillos Cubanos or the uh, Papas Fritas. Those premium cigars that might not necessarily be premium because they're mixed fill or whatever it is, um, or even some of the smaller size Tat Reservas. The the ones that we've had on the show, the Petit Casadores Reserva or the Petit Tatuaje Reserva, those are tiny cigars. I stayed away from those, even though their price point is right around that $5 range. Um, <clears throat> so I might need to change it up a bit and throw one or two of those very enjoyable cigars in there just so I can uh, save myself uh, on shipping and get it all from one location, but we'll see. Well, I'm kind of cruising around here. I'll jump in first on the next one. Um, the uh, Torano Master. And I've gone back and forth with the Maduro on this line. And the Robusto, you can get for 5 bucks or less. Um, the Natural, and I don't remember what the wrapper was on that right now. Um, it, it, I actually reviewed that thing back when they first came out. It's been a couple of years ago now. I've gotten out of the habit of smoking them, but would have no issue buying those anymore. I mean, there's no reason except I've just, <coughs> I tend to dance around with many different brands. Um, but the Robusto Toronto Master, I think is fantastic. It's about as classically cedar a flavor in a cigar as I can think of right now. Hmm. A lot of sharp cedar, not, not that sweet kind of cedar that we talk about. It's just a sharp cedar. Um, never really gets bitter to me. though. I find them pretty enjoyable. The Robusto Maduro version, uh, same price, 
Uh, and I'm looking here at Tampa Humidor now. They say 520. You can actually get those for like 450 down there if you're in person. Um, if you buy them by the box, they're even cheaper. Um, the uh, you can get the Churchill for 522. So I wow. think they got their, their pricing wrong on their website. But uh, anyway, the Maduro version of that is just a few pennies more, you know, 50 cents or less more, but also very good and very earthy. Very uh, traditional cigar tobacco flavors. There's nothing fancy, nothing frilly. It's just a good cigar. Well, the uh, according to the cigar me, uh, this has the master has an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Oh, there you go. So. I forgot this cigar. Hmm? You forgot about that one, or you forgot your next one? No, no, I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah, the the master boy, I uh, I enjoyed those when they first came out. <clears throat> hey, let let me throw one more thing in before we go on. Uh, it's just still the same shop, same because uh, I happened to be there last night. Um, kind of a rare treat these days. I don't get out to shops much right now, um, but uh, they have a a table that they put clearance items and blowouts of all different kinds and. Two things. One, right now they have their Monty Pascals on there, and forty percent oh. off. Uh, Holy offered, cow! An already decent price. So, and these will not show up on their website, but if you call them at whatever numbers on the, on their website, I'm sure they would be happy to sell them to you. It's Tampa and, Humidor. Tampa Humidor, yeah. And um, mm. Alec Bradley. I'm not an Alec Bradley fan. I got a couple of friends that are, one of who, which is in the chat room, looks like tonight. Um, they have 40% off, golly, at least a dozen different lines from Alec Bradley. They got two thirds of the clearance tables Alec Bradley right now. Wow. Same thing, 40% right off the top. For the local guys, if you belong to their buyers club, um, it's 10% off everything, so it'll be 50% off. Dang, that's uh, that is not a bad deal for some of those. Holy cow! No, not at all. <clears throat> we got a lot of a lot of names going back and forth in the chat room too on cigars that uh, would seem to appeal to the under five dollar crowd. There's no doubt that there's a lot of options here. Um, I mean, without without question, there's a lot of options, but um. It's uh, it's interesting to always hear people share these things, and then I get surprised. Oh yeah, I forgot that was an under five dollar cigar. You know, um, I think that that little challenges like this, or keeping thoughts like this in your head, are are always a smart move. I mean, I know that I just don't. I'm not always a budget shopper because I don't smoke a lot. You know, so I don't I don't feel like. I think I I think my wife and I budget a hundred bucks a month for fun money for each of us. So at this point, if I'm going out and buying cigars, I could smoke a twenty dollar cigar every week and be okay, you know. And then we've got our show cigars. We don't really buy our show cigars; we send them to each other. So it's uh, it's something that I should probably keep in mind more often. Um, yeah. Um, the only caveat I'll put onto that is I seem to be really bad at picking them. <laughs> if I stray out there and start trying all these new things, my percentage of su my success rate in going out and trying to buy bargain cigars is really low. So I end up spending 
the same amount because half of what I buy, I just don't it's care crap. for it at all. Yeah, it's crap. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, if you buy 10 cigars for three bucks a piece, you spent 30 bucks, but only five of them are good. You bought six dollar cigars, and for six bucks, you could have just bought something you have a much better chance of enjoying anyway. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't mean to paint everybody and all cigars with that brush. I'm just saying that's been my experience. Well, it's quite frankly, it's you know, I'll say it again. It's a public service announcement. You know, we can come up with lists like this uh, and a location where you can do it. And then that's that's probably the best part about uh, Dan's little quest here. All right, don't just come up with a fictional list that nobody's actually going to be able to go up and make. Make it respectable. Make it or make it possible. You know, if you're going to go to Tampa Humidor, that works out great for you. You can go do this. You can have those things uh, um, uh, at your disposal and share them. That's kind of what he says in his list. So for those of us who can't go to the corner shop and pick this up, well, having a location where we can get it shipped from is mighty um, useful. So yeah, Tampa Humidor has an online site. They actually do a, a huge online business, and I. Don't quote me on this because I don't order online from them, but I believe their deal always was single ship for free. Holy cow! Singles. If you go buy a box, it's not going to ship for free. Well, but that's still. what it used to be anyway. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we've each shared one here. You want to uh, kind of take this slightly delayed uh, tie-in about. Um, <clears throat> or about uh, Monty Pascal's and maybe bring that up in the next email? Yeah. yeah. Well, this next one is from uh, Luis or Louis Alvarez. Yes, Luis Alvarez. I had to get back to the notes. I was over on Tampa Humidor's site. Oh, no problem. Uh, uh, why don't you take this? The first half is most certainly a compliment for you. Okay, he says the website looks great, and he was talking about the cigar me. Hopefully, maybe I'll get around to fixing half-ashed up a little more as well. Oh, uh, no, like, I think half-ashed looks awesome. Don't worry about that at all. Eh, we could tinker. Uh, <laughs> did you do it yourself? Yes, I did, because uh, I'm broke and can't afford to pay web IT kind of guys <laughs> the money they demand. Uh, looks like you use WordPress. Yep, absolutely. I love the platform. I think it's fantastic. Uh, although I'm one of those one cigar a week guys, I've tried a bunch of different cigars. From a flavor standpoint, I've had some that have hints of cocoa, leather, chocolate, or floral notes, but most are just a good tobacco flavor. Can't complain there. Uh, you and Craig occasionally review a cigar and say that it has a citrus flavor to it, but I've yet to taste any stick that has a citrus note in it. Could you suggest a stick or two that I could pick up either at Tampa Humidor uh, or Cigar Castle, and that I that I would be that would be representative of something citrusy. And Lewis is a, a local. I don't know him personally, but I know he's in the Tampa area. Um, I have one in mind. I don't know if you had some time to think that over uh, and maybe have a recommendation there or not. I absolutely do. I uh, uh, kind of springboarding off what you just shared about Monty Pasquale being on uh, Tampa Hubidor's clearance shelf, go in there, save yourself 40%, and pick one of those up. I think that's a great example of a citrusy flavor. It's it not, is. It's not going to be the, the prototypical Nicaraguan because it's Brazilian tobacco, but it's going to definitely taste citrusy. 
Yep. <clears throat> I, I agree. I get that with all the Brazilian tobaccos and on the rare occasion that Colombian tobacco shows up in a blend that, that comes across as very citrusy to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you uh, actually hit the nail on the head with what I would have chosen as a first option. But beyond that, <clears throat> I would pick a cigar that most people may not associate with being citrusy. And they don't. it doesn't always happen for me, but it's enough that I would call it a pattern. And that's the uh, Hoya de Nicaragua Dark Corojo Antonio or the, the Dark mm-hmm. Corojo. It's one of those long names and it repeats itself a couple of times. Um, and I, I believe we have that coming up as a show cigar in the next few weeks as well. Um, I like the El Martillo, which is kind of a fatter Vitola. is 6 by 50-ish. I'm just going off memory, maybe a little shorter than that, 5 and a half or so. Um, and I like the little Pelagroso, which is a Corona kind of size. Um, both of those are very good. Uh, that's Smaller one, I probably would lean toward more often than not, but gives you a couple options. And, you know, invest in a five-pack of those. Um, for whatever reason, they don't impact me the way they do most people because I hear so many people, including Nick, my friend Nick who's in the chat room, that those just – Nick is a nicotine fiend, but that particular cigar kind of hits him harder. And then it does me. It doesn't bother me at all, but more people than not say that's a very strong cigar to them. Uh, so just prepare yourself for that if you're if you're smoking it. Don't do a, like Bob McDuffie and jump out of bed at 4 o'clock in the morning and fire one up. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of his morning cigars. Oh, yeah, yeah, crazy guy. Uh, well, there's uh, there's certainly a plethora of them, and I, you know, not to give a shameless plug for our show or anything, but if you go back and had, uh, um, you know, a few hours to kill on uh, a few separate days, you could, I'm sure, listen to some past shows where we absolutely talk about even some specific citrusy flavors. Uh, It comes to mind recently that we had uh, a cigar (laughs) that tasted... um, I see Kip just read the chat room. Uh, it comes to mind recently that we had a cigar that tasted distinctly like grapefruit, but now I'm blanking on whether it was last week's uh, 262 or if it was something prior to that. I don't remember. I think it's come up twice in the past few weeks, and the 262 was one of them, and I don't recall what the other one was um, right off the top of my head. I, I was actually laughing because I got tobacco bits in my mouth. I had recently also said that <laughs> called something a dusty citrus. <laughs> That's right. I remember That's that. That's still one of the more stupid things I've said, but it kind of worked for me at the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm not going to question it. It it made sense when you were saying it, so. Yeah, we'll go with that. You know what? The, the reunited we did also was kind of citrusy for me. That might have been the first one that I thought was grapefruity. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't ever listen to the show. <laughs> That's crap. Why would you download it? Yeah, come on. Well, and finally, we come to our fourth email here from a uh, longtime friend of the show, Michael Stewart. And Nick he, uh, is... Sorry. Oh, I, I was uh, just going to say that he sent this just after he listened to last week's show. 
Uh, it's specifically commenting about uh, uh, something that I mentioned um, regarding that 262, that uh, the length of cigar that had burned did not match up with the ash length that was remaining or the size of the ash that was remaining. And uh, so Michael commented about that and gave uh, a couple hypotheses as to what it may be and uh, asks us a couple questions about it, too. Were you going to say something specific there before I got into the actual email? No, Nick, uh, who I said that that cigar sometimes hits him hard, it, it said he's smoking that cigar right this moment. No. Wow, that's a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let me read this note here. It'll uh, get into a little bit more detail than what I just said. So, uh, On last week's show, Craig remarked that the ash of the cigar he was smoking was uh, more narrow than the actual cigar itself. Um, I was actually thinking the same thing earlier in the week when I smoked a couple of cigars that had thick San Andreas wrapper and noticed how much smaller the resulting ash was than the original ring gauge, much more so than the sticks with the thin wrapper. The question then is why does the wrapper seemingly burn completely off as opposed to becoming part of the ash? Uh, perhaps that is a separate layer from the rest of the cigar? Possibly, but so is the binder. Or maybe the binder burns off too, leaving only the filler to produce the ash. Ideas? Happy rabbit holes. <laughs> I, I, um, I will just offer a real minor clarification. I was commenting about the length. Uh, I had noted that I had burned exactly one inch of the length of the cigar, but there was only three quarters of an inch of an ash to that cigar. So I thought that that was a unique um, ratio there. Now, thinking in the same manner for what Michael's talking about, where the ring gauge shrinks, I would just happen to say that it's the exact same situation, that um, all of the tobacco is burning and taking up much less space, and so it just completely shrinks, uh, both in length as well as in width. Uh, not just that the wrapper burns away or that uh, the binder burns away. Uh, I would say that it all essentially burns and takes up less space, less volume after it does so. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, uh, you know, when you burn something, you burn organic material, you're mostly just leaving, you know, carbon and some of the other trace elements behind and taking out all the moisture and, and you know, whatever other compounds burn off. So you're taking a lot of the mass out of it. If you don't believe that, weigh a cigar and then weigh your ashes when you're done. You see exactly how much your smoke weight. Mm -hmm. um, and... and I guess maybe I didn't really quite understand the email. I, I, did he mean that the the wrapper and binder are burning off like gone? Because I don't I don't believe that's the case at all. I I don't I didn't take it as he thought that they evaporate into thin air. I I would imagine that what he means is that they've essentially just burned and are there's nothing left quantifiable. You know that there's something there, but it's negligible. And so he just says, yeah, they, they're just gone completely. That would I, be my assumption. I had two thoughts on that this week, and I have a picture for one. I'll see if I can uh, screen share this. <clears throat> can you see uh, see this ash? And that's, that is the wrapper leaf 
there in place. It's just slightly smaller than the, the if you look up here where, where my mouse pointer is, you can't really see it well in that picture, but the the wrapper is, you know, a few percentage points anyway. The the unburned cigar is still bigger than the, the ash itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing that came to mind, I didn't get a good picture of this uh, this past week, but uh, I smoked the CAO um, Sinister Sam. And that cigar has a small uh, applique. There are actually two of them, one at the foot. It's a little star that's cut out and put on top. And after I had burned you know, an inch into it, you could still see the star resting on the surface of the ash. And so that's I, cool. Uh, yeah, and I, I think you're kind of on to the, the real story where it's just that you you are losing a lot of material, but it's it's just what is left is what is hanging on to each other, and it's just mm-hmm. tightened up, so to speak. Well, it's it, it may also, there may also be something to the fact that wrapper leaves, um, and probably to a point binder leaves, take a little bit more processing, potentially, than filler tobacco, because it needs to, they need to uh, really not... Um, negatively impact the burn whatsoever. They need to be able to promote combustion and not hinder it whatsoever. So if you have a wrapper leaf that potentially is under-processed, it may really influence the construction of the cigar to the point where it will not combust. When um, the Habano leaf first came out of Cuba, uh, some people will probably remember the the big... um, uh, the big uh, dust up about Habano 2000, that wrapper, that was the first, um, I guess, varietal of that Habano leaf that was uh, <laughs> brought out of Cuba. I'm sure stolen from Cuba was the proper way of putting it, but um, that was nearly fireproof. It was referred to as being a fireproof wrapper just in, in jest because it just did not burn very well. So it, that leaf potentially would need to take more processing. Um, therefore, its cellular structure may be broken down so much that it appears as if it has much more shrinkage or considerable um, more loss than other tobacco in a cigar that perhaps doesn't have as much processing because it doesn't need to be cellularly broken down as much. It's a theory, but I know that wrapper tobacco is is crucial for the burn of a cigar. so And one way to help promote a better burn is to make sure your tobacco is processed properly. Yep. So, just some food for thought. Yeah, well, before we jump out of this, I got one more $5 cigar to throw out there. Shoot, man. Because uh, I was reminded of this because it's one of my regular frequent smokes I have them in the humidor right now and you can get five eights on your own? Nope. Oh. But that's another excellent one. And you actually if you're in the buyers club and catch the ten uh, percent off week down there at the shop we've mentioned a million times already, uh, you can get those for like three forty a stick. Oh my gosh. Um yeah, yeah, you, you they do a ten percent off uh, every other month or so, and then with the Buyers Club on top of that, you got 20% off a good price already. Buy a box of them cheap. 
But anywho, um, yeah, that's now on my list too. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is the Casa Fernandez Arsenios. Mm. Every day of the year, you can buy them for five bucks. Um, maybe not in singles, but they come in a box of ten. And get a box of ten for like forty-five bucks or so, and I. Wow. Th- there's I have nothing bad to say about them. I mean, occasionally one will hit me sideways and and you know knock me silly, but I think they're outstanding cigars and about as good as you can get for five bucks. Uh, who makes the JFRs? Casa Fernandez. It is Casa Fernandez. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's uh. Th- that's a good resource for inexpensive cigars. Yeah, the JFR line was created to service only brick-and-mortar shops. They were not supposed to be sold online, but they, they do show up online. Just for retailers. Just for retailers, yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm i going to – I don't have the luxury of um, uh, a 3,000-facing cigar store within uh, – a quick jaunt from my house, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do this on the internet, so anyone can can uh, go to a specific location and grab these. I know I have one right now that is only available at a local brick and mortar. It's one of their house cigars. They do offer um, shipments. They'll do mail order, so I thought that it was viable that anybody could get them, but they don't offer the other four cigars on my list, so. I'll, uh, or I think two of the other four cigars they don't offer. I have so a I'll local see if I one can as well. Revise. So this is this will be fun. I'll uh, I'll look into it this week and really kind of hit a home run with this one. Hopefully, listeners will be able to uh, critique our thirty dollar uh, little shipments and uh, and then tell us if they think we're crazy or not. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's make this a challenge uh, for the forum around halfash.com. Drop in the forum. I sometime in the next day or two will post up a, a thread that just says post your list of your five cigars here and where we could find them if we wanted to get them. With, and I'll post the requirements up too. And post your list up and I will randomly pull out of one of those uh, numbers. Each, when you post something, it's assigned a, a post number. I'll drop those numbers in a hat and pull one out and give something away. A five-pack of good cigars. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not a bad idea at all. Depending on, uh, yeah, depending on uh, how many entries we get, it would be kind of cool to give away one of our each of one of our favorite five packs. Yeah, and that's been a uh, I just asked myself a side effect of me spending so much time on the cigarmi the forum that we spent so much time on has kind of fell by the wayside. So we need to generate some activity over there. Get some interaction going. I think that'll be good activity. I'll uh, I'll be interested to see those too. I just need that constant reminder, you know. I mean, I could get a box a month instead of four cigars. Yep. But alrighty. Well, I think that uh, that about wraps up this truncated uh, show notes that we got going here. Mm-hmm. You say we uh, we get to a little closing. Sounds good. Well, are we uh, are we still going to smoke um, what we have called out in the show notes as uh, next week's cigar? Yeah, what I did was just one? I just pushed back the list of Kip cigars one notch. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Well, that'll work just fine. 
So why don't you close this out there, my man? Alrighty. Well, folks, I uh, hope you uh, enjoyed our little show tonight and our chance to catch up on some emails that maybe we got a little bit behind on. Uh, if you come back next week, we'll be back on a regularly scheduled two-hour format, to the best of our knowledge anyway. And we will be featuring the Trinidad Ingenios. Uh, and this is a cigar I know nothing about. This is one of Craig's cigars, so I'm kind of excited. Don't know that I've ever smoked a Trinidad, at least not one of the southern variety. Uh, but in the meantime, I just, um, you can get us at thecigarmy.com or Craig at thecigarmy.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Comments, complaints, compliments, whatever you got, throw it at us. And, uh, it, and we are always looking for unbanded suggestions and submissions. We're down to two, I think, now. That's all that's left that we have in hand. Uh, if you uh, email a suggestion to us, to in, uh, actually, yeah, uh, that to info at thecigarmy.com. My wife will get that, not I, not Craig, and uh, source them for us and remove the bands. But if you have a submission and you would like to send some cigars in for us to try, uh, minus the bands, of course, you can get us in one of those two emails I gave earlier, Kip or Craig at thecigarmy.com, and uh, we'll hook you up with an address to send them to. And as always, you can catch us every Friday night at about 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 9.30-ish anyway, and live at halfash.com at some point in the future, maybe cigarfederation.com again, uh, having a little bit of a snafu over there at the moment. But uh, in the meantime, check us out. Two sites, halfash.com and thecigarmy.com. We have written reviews, show notes, forums, got the whole spiel. One of those two sites has got you covered. Uh, and we'll be happy to have you. Well, I, uh, I'm i reading through the chat room as you kind of close us out here and notice that we have uh, quite an appropriate show title. Tonight is, uh, I think, my recommendation for what we're, what we're uh, going to title this one is the Demilands episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, I certainly want to... Uh, apologize to everyone again about uh, being the reason for our slightly shorter than normal show here. Hope you didn't. Yeah, enjoy the come conflict. on, man. What's your problem? Getting sick in the <laughs> middle of summer. Oh, uh, uh, trust me, I'm probably the most bummed of any of us. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do want to strongly say that uh, next week, there's no doubt in my mind, will be back up and running, whether we record on Friday night, which is 4th of July, or uh, another night, Kip and I will kind of hammer that out here. I'm not exactly sure what I've got going on on the 4th, probably fireworks and the like, but uh, uh, we'll talk about that, and we will post it up on Facebook or anywhere else that you get your half-ashed information, so that way you can uh, hopefully watch along with us and listen along with us, so... Um, want to thank everybody for tuning in as always it's uh it's fun for us and we hope that it's enjoyable for you and without question we most certainly graciously want to say good night everybody and thanks for listening